Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel this morning? Our gospel this morning is from the gospel according to John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 14. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, He gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, glory to you. Lord Christ. Please be seated. So our gospel lesson this morning from John is the Christmas story. True, it doesn't describe the weary travelers, Mary and Joseph, arriving in the city of David, the sleepy little town of Bethlehem, looking for a place to stay and not finding any room at the end. And it doesn't talk about shepherds in the fields with the glory of the Lord shining all around them. It doesn't mention angels proclaiming the Savior's birth or a great star guiding wise men from far off lands to come and worship a newborn king. Now there's none of that here in John at all. But rest assured, it is indeed the essence of Christmas. See, the essence of Christmas is that, as John says, the true light, the light which enlightens everyone, has come into the world. Jesus is the light of the world. Now, what does that mean exactly? See, before God created anything, there was darkness. You remember your Old Testament. Before God created anything, there was darkness. And then God said, let there be light. Now, in much the same way, before Christ came into the world, there was darkness. See, in this dark, fallen world, humankind sat in darkness and in the shadow of death. The human condition after the fall and before Jesus was that humankind had no ability whatsoever to find 
the way either of truth or of holiness. The darkness was heavy and thick and it permeated every aspect of human existence. But God said, let there be light. And there was light and there was life and the life was the light of all people. The light and the life is Jesus, God incarnate, God with us. And because of this light, we now have all of the best qualities of humanity made possible. We now have the ability to shine the true light of Christ, which consists of wonderful things like knowledge and integrity, intelligence, Willingness to subject ourselves to an almighty God. Willingness to love Him and love our fellow man. Things like wisdom and purity, holiness, joy, happiness. All of this is the light of humanity that has as its source original light and life. The Word made flesh, Jesus. Without Jesus, none of those things are possible in the world. See, darkness and then light. That's the way of things in the kingdom of God. Darkness and then light. I want to tell you a Christmas story this morning. I have a pastor friend in uh, Tomball. And he runs... A ministry that helps people with addictions of all types. And he helps them come out of darkness into light. Now about a year ago, this pastor sold a piece of property on the outskirts of Tomball City proper. And he used that money to buy a piece of property right on Main Street in the heart of Old Town Tomball. And behind their Main Street storefront, the property came with two houses. And in one of them, this pastor friend of mine set up a residence for women in recovery. All types of recovery. Where they could live together and support one another and help one another and be close to the supervision and accountability of the ministry as they recovered. And for the next year, these six women got jobs. They paid a small amount in rent. They provided for their own food and their own clothing and their own household bills and necessities. They paid their own electric bill. They went to church together. They spent many hours beautifying their home and the property it was on. And they planted a garden and flowers. And they were ideal Neighbors, upstanding members of the community. And then just a few weeks ago, the city's zoning department determined that the residence was being used for a purpose that violated the zoning laws of Old Town Tomball, which was zoned for residential and commercial use only. And so the city wanted to label their home a halfway house, a label that typically strikes fear into the hearts of property owners 
they wanted to label it as an institution for alcoholic, narcotic, or psychiatric patients, which is not at all what was being done there. And so in order to continue the ministry, this pastor friend of mine had to apply for a conditional use permit, which he did. Now to make a long story short, the zoning committee met and they recommended to the city council that the permit be denied. And just last week, the council considered the permit. Now in the history of the city council, it is extremely rare that the council ever goes against the recommendation of the zoning committee. It just doesn't happen. And if the council agreed with the committee, that means that these six women in this home would have to vacate and they would be homeless right now on Christmas Day. So recently we gathered in the council chamber, this group of pastors and myself, to stand up and speak on behalf of these six women and the very existence of this ministry. And one by one we testified to the kingdom work being done in that home and the benefit to the city in staying true to the heart of God concerning his people. Despite the unfounded fears of concerned neighbors who are worried about property values and imagining the worst about a halfway house in their neighborhood, despite these few standing up and speaking against the ministry, and despite the negative recommendation of the zoning committee, the light of truth shone through and the council agreed to work with the ministry to establish the guidelines of a conditional use permit. And the women got to stay in their home and they are celebrating Christmas at church this morning over in Sunday's church in the middle of downtown Tomball. That's what I call a Christmas miracle. What's the point? It's a nice story. What's the point? And you have to agree that there's God's hand in it. It's a Christmas miracle. But what's it got to do with the light of Christ? What's it got to do with Jesus coming into the world? And those are good questions, but John thankfully provides the answer. See, in this fallen, broken world, there is darkness. And the darkness takes many forms. The darkness will remain as long as people focus on material things like money and property values instead of just focusing on people. The darkness will remain as long as people focus on the law of man instead of focusing on the grace of God. As John says, because of Jesus coming into the world from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's an important statement from John. The law indeed was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The light of grace and truth came into the world through Jesus Christ. The light, the goodness that shines through people, shines because... 
Jesus brought the light. The goodness that causes city councils to go against their natural inclinations and to have their hearts warmed and their minds changed so that their decisions fall within the boundaries of the perfect will of God. All the goodness shining through people is only made possible by the light of Jesus brought into the world. And so I present to you this morning a call to action on this Christmas day. As ministers of the faith, you are called to shine the light of Christ into the world. You are the light of the world because Jesus gave you the authority to be that light. So I charge you, go from here today and begin shining that light into the darkness. Start with those close to you who need light. Family, friends, co-workers, shine the light into the darkest corners of this community. Because through you, God says, let there be light. Through you, God says, let there be light. The coming of the light of the world. The coming of light into the world because without the light of Christ, there is darkness. Darkness that we cannot emerge from on our own. We aren't capable of emerging from the darkness on our own merit. By our own understanding. By our own strength. By our own wisdom. We simply cannot obtain heaven without the light of Christ in us. And we need Jesus to accomplish that. And that's what Christmas is all about. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. The light of Christ come into the world, which makes you the light of Christ to the world. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.